Hi, I'm Stacy, yoga teacher, lifelong student and lover of the arts. And Stacy's Real Talk is all about authenticity, meaningful conversations, internal reflection and cultivating deep and meaningful relationships. Welcome on board, my friend. Remember to subscribe and let's get into today's episode. Today I want to talk to you about victim mentality or a victim mindset. This is just going to be me talking about my personal opinions, about the stories that I've witnessed in my life and how my viewpoint and my perspective is because it's very different from that of most people. It's going to be about feminism and partly about racism and all the isms and all the labels and all that. So to start about me i am mixed i'm half german and i'm half kenyan and if we want to differentiate differentiate and put everything into groups and parts it would mean i'm half black and i'm half white so my mom she is black in that sentence and my father he's white so and many people asked me if i experience racism if people look at me in a different way just because of my skin color or because of my hair <laughs> i used to have an afro a long time ago but not anymore and also the theme with people wanting to touch your hair and i always reply that at the moment i don't get it for me in my personal reality it's like it's not even existing and i mean i live in dubai right now which is a very multicultural place it's a little different than berlin still where i used to live in germany though the funny and the interesting thing to notice is that i have a friend who looks exactly like me who has the exact same mix but who experiences these things way more often than I do. She experiences people looking at her in a certain way, making fun of her and all of these things. And I'm not saying that uh, that being rude to other people, which is essentially racism also, does not exist because it is valuable and everybody should be kind to others and at least be respectful. Though my point is that everybody, because you are attracting into your reality who you are, which means everybody has a responsibility for what they are living in this life. And so I thought about it. It could not be that me and her almost look the same, but I experience a very different life. And that's because of a thing called victim mentality. And I've noticed that in one part of my family who is black, I can say it like that. And it's always people wanting me on their side. And I've asked myself, okay, I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm half-half, I'm mixed in that sense. And so then, when most people always want to divide into the victim and the oppressor and the black and the white, I don't know which part I'm on. Am I on the privileged white side or am I on the victim and black side? So this is one part first, which whichever you associate with, that's going to reflect in your life too because your identity is wrapped around it and you don't want to have your identity wrapped around uh, victimhood and i think 
in many cases, it's very important just to ask yourself, what does this have to do with my attitude? Why didn't I get the job? Maybe I wasn't as qualified. Why didn't I get that apartment? Maybe there was somebody else who was paying more for it. Why wasn't I getting this or anything else? Because the answer does not always point in the direction of that person is racist. If somebody looks at you in a weird way, it doesn't have to mean they're racist because everybody mostly looks at everybody in a weird way for what I have experienced and making it all about you and being in a victimhood mentality. And I am not making this up. I've seen that. I've seen that most dominantly in my mother when we have an experience when I'm standing next to her and somebody's talking to her and afterwards she's telling me how rude and what a racist that person is. And that's from her absolute subjective standpoint. And I, observing both of them, I I just have to say that it's not true at all and I've seen it so many times how people what whatever their background is because they're Asian because they have that kind of nose they think in a certain way that the world is set up against them that people want bad things for them that people are holding them back which is just not the truth that's just a matter of a lack of responsibility that they don't have for their own life and so they're blaming and complaining even if it's under a topic that most people don't want to talk about and for me personally black lives matter and the whole movement it can be whatever it wants to be it's uh, another movement and many demonstrations and i think all lives matter not just black lives matter every life matters and with demonstrations my personal viewpoint is that they're mostly useless because they might achieve something like a change in the law or a change on perspective but mostly what these people want is to bring awareness but they are bringing awareness to the problem and not the solution. And when you're looking at the problem, you're not able to find the solution. So they're basically running around with major, major signs about what's wrong, what's not working, what the problem is. It's the basically uh, just the negative focus because they want to complain more and most people they feel like that's bringing them forward complaining about something and just talking about how things are not going well and okay you want people to notice but what then honestly what then what are we doing now what is the solution I rather have somebody run around with a sign about how we're going to fix things, how we're going to make things better, instead of having a microphone and screaming, complaining about how you feel unseen, how you feel not respected and what terrible, terrible things happen to you or how you're standing up for other people who experience terrible things. And I also know a person who is doing these kinds of things, like a political activist, who is not in a certain situation where she's experiencing these things, which she's standing up for, but she feels like she's doing it for other people and being such a good human being. And honestly, the thing of 
seeing somebody having a certain body having a certain type of skin or a certain type of you know nose and where you could figure out where they're from that is categorizing people that is putting the typical stigmas the typical behavior and things about that country or that region everything onto that individual onto that person and that identity that they have because they're not their country or where they're from and so now this is not just happening with people uh, with minority people this is also happening with other people i have a friend and she is you could say white and many people come up to her especially that one who's the political activist telling her that oh she's so privileged and that's another thing too because then she also experiences racism so to speak where other people let's say black people people look at her because she's white look at her and i've experienced that because i know that my mother she's looking at other white people in a way of oh you're so bad oh you don't like me and you are such a bad person and remembering everything that's happened before to her ancestors which was terrible i'm not denying that but we are in the present right now, we're not in the future. And I want to say that there are both sides to the coin. And I feel like many people think like that. And me and my personal opinions, I align more with people who are not of these minorities, basically the people who are not in the demonstrations. And we're gonna to get to feminism too in a second. And I, oh yeah, these people, they tell me so often, that man stacy you can really say that because i basically i represent both sides i'm a woman and i'm half black and sometimes people feel like they can take these things from me more too so there's personal responsibility and rights and personal rights all these things that we hold so dearly and so highly they are dependent on responsibility because my rights are your responsibility and your rights are my responsibility so it's in both ways how it goes now talking about feminism uh, I told you about my friend who looks almost exactly like me. She's also a big, big feminist. And she asked me if I'm a feminist too. And the only answer she wanted to take is yes, because I'm feminine or I'm a woman and that's why I have to be a feminist. I said, no, I'm not a feminist because my standpoint is I don't take any labels. And I also used to be religious, but I'm not anymore. But I'm also not an atheist. I'm not spiritual. I'm not feminist. I'm not anti-anything or pro-something. Which means that I don't want to associate with all of these things and have a too strong opinion about it. Because what I want is for people to relax a little bit more, to take a step back and to look at the big picture and not be in that whole victim mentality and too wrapped up about your personal story, about everything that went wrong and how people did you badly. 
So when she asked me, of course, I said, no, I'm not a feminist. And she was shocked and she was shocked that I didn't participate in all of the Black Lives Matter movements, that I didn't sign any kinds of petitions or that I basically didn't even keep up with all of that. I just noticed that it was happening. And then I told her my personal viewpoints also are that most women, they put themselves in a vulnerable position, which they are not in, and then justify it by all the things that happened before. And yes, women have been oppressed in the past, but that does not mean that women have to turn the table around on men nowadays. And in the same way, people have been slaves in the past, but that does not mean that people have to turn the tables around now. Just because, you know, what did Jesus say? When somebody uh, slaps you on one cheek, you hold the other cheek. Which actually does not mean to let the other person slap you again. It just means to turn around and to look the other way. To go away from that person. To go away from that situation. To look at it differently. Okay? So, not turning the tables around. So what I've noticed women do nowadays who call themselves feminists, who say they are for equal rights and they just want to be treated fairly and just like men are being treated, may it be in the workforce, may it be at home. But what they're actually doing is they say that men are the baddest, men are so rude, we don't need men. I see it basically everywhere on TikTok too. Oh, I don't need a man, oh man, we're talking. And it's all negative focus towards men it's putting them down it's wanting to be above men it's wanting to be on higher roles and higher positions and it's not true that women don't need men they're just wrapped up through too much in a victim mentality first which makes them feel vulnerable because actually men and women are equal so to speak and you see the same examples in bullies too bullies at school they feel less than others so what they do is they put themselves above others so they can perceive them underneath which improves their self-worth that's with the bullies and with women i don't know what it improves but it's most certainly um, their self-worth too yes i think so and that revenge that they want to get of turning the tables around like you did me wrong i'm going to do you wrong too that's just not healthy that is unbalanced that is you know so many are pulling out the statistics of how many women are not in higher employment positions and honestly how many women even want to work 14 hours a day and do that six days a week even if they're i don't know a lawyer for example that the reason and i and i know jordan peterson is talking about that you can check him out on youtube i think it's very fascinating so i'm just repeating that to you that he said that these higher positions are just for men who are so crazy that they want these. It's extremely exhausting. They're working so much and it's just completely draining them too. So actually, which woman would want to do that? So there's a reason behind that. And I would just leave that to you to check it out more, what Jordan Peterson is talking about. I just feel like I have to say these things because I see very many men being treated unfairly just because they're men. 
And just look at that. Being treated unfairly just because. Just because of something who they are, which they did not choose. Which they were born into. Just like your skin color or anything else. And that goes for both sides. That's why turning the tables around, which women are doing nowadays, is not good. And it's not just not good for men and harmful for men, but also for themselves. So what they are doing is they say, men are bad, we don't need them, we don't want them around, we can do everything by ourselves, we are strong, we are independent. So what they're doing is they're pushing men away. And what are men going to do? They're going to say, okay, if you uh, want to do everything by yourself, then do everything by yourself. And that leaves them in a situation because they're not going to get rid of men. But men are changing these days more into boys. So then what women are gonna have as a result is another boy, another child to take care for, which actually should be a responsible partner or husband or co-worker or employee in many cases. So it's harmful to us women too, to treat men like that as less than, as oppressors, as the bad guys. Equality is good and fairness is good so to speak but equality doesn't mean everything evenly distributed because um for example the, for example you have a fence right you have a fence and behind that you have some kind of soccer game playing and you have three people one person is very tall it's a grown man. One person is a child, let's say about five years old, and the other person is a teenager, about 15 years old. So that means they have different heights. One is very tall and the other one is very tiny, very small, you can say, because it's still a child. So now, equality would mean that everybody can step on a ladder which is exactly the same height you're gonna get exactly the same you and you but then still two of three people cannot see over the fence but it's equal you say but it's exactly the same isn't that what you wanted no we wanted fairness for everybody to be given exactly what they need which means everybody has a different situation so now back to feminism again and women what I think most women are not admitting themselves or mostly can't even see because they're too wrapped up in being very independent and being very masculine, pushing men away and all of that, is that in every woman there's an urge, there's a longing and a wish to be just like a flower, to be like a flower and blooming. And then for the man being the part of creating a safe box or a safe shelter around that flower so the flower can do what it does and be beautiful and bloom and blossom. So that's actually um, going into gender roles again, which I think are very good. It's like not about men and women, but about male and female, about the energy. Um, and you have it in yin and yang too. Yin being the female part, which is yielding, which is opening, which is allowing, allowing the yang, the male part to, to be there, which is more 
it's not forceful by the way but it's uh, it's moving it's expanding it's growing but it's not forcing just like anything in nature is not forcing but it's still expanding and finding its way just like a river too so that's longing in every woman to have that and because women are also very special i mean we have the the luck or the burden however you want to see it to carry children and that has to be pretty early in our lives women can't get a child with 50 but men can't and some people again would say oh that's so unfair that's so unfair it just is what it is god damn it it just is how it is but women still live longer than men on average about four to five years um, i've read in the study so now that brings women to a point where they have to decide early in their lives what they want and they should mostly strive for balance to have everything included and that's why again pushing men away leaves you alone and that's why being the top successful woman is mostly not fulfilling and that's why again Jordan Peterson talks about that why most women um, who let's say who are lawyers they leave their law firms when they're at the top when they made senior partner and why well because they want to have a family and they don't want to work all the time just like other men do and so everything has to be looked at through through a lens it has to be looked at through a microscopic lens even to see what kind of situation that is because it's easy to say that a study said that women earn less than men and Again, women earn less than men. Somebody cannot just say that to you and you believe it because you have to look at what kind of professions they have because it's obvious that kinder people who work in kindergarten, kindergartners, you call them, right? Or teachers, it's obvious that they earn less than architects do or than doctors or lawyers do. That's very obvious or engineers. And it just is the way that most women um, feel themselves drawn to the professions of being a nurse, of working in a kindergarten, being a teacher, or going more into the, the social field, you know, having to do with people and caring, which is what women love to do, which is a very natural thing. And men go more into the profession that have to do more things, right? Because they're expanding they're growing they're fast moving so to speak and now what i want to say as a conclusion is that everybody can still have their own opinions and that's what stacy's real talk is about that everybody can have their own opinions and express them and be clear about it and not disrespect other people as one part of it and then live up to whatever you're saying live up to whatever you're saying and see if that is bringing you anything positive into your life because you can be for a cause and complaining all day but do you actually feel good at the end of the day is it actually bringing value into your life so this is a space to to look at these things are these things good for us these concepts these these demonstrations and all of these labels and there's so many more things that i will talk about in a future episode in the second part of this so for this part just 
observe yourself if you sometimes slip into a victim mentality and then look at your situation from the bird's eye perspective if it really is that way or if you just caught up in a story about yourself and then of course caught up in a story about other people and what they are doing to you or are not doing. Thank you for listening, my friends, and thank you for having the courage and the bravery to step into the space of more awareness. And at this point, I have an offer for you. When you're like so many others and you're seeking help, you're seeking help reflecting, understanding, and changing your beliefs, your relationships, and your life, then come and join me in my coaching program. Because remember, change happens from the inside out and your personality creates your personal reality. I'm offering one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions as a monthly program, which includes one-hour coaching calls three times per week and unlimited texting for a whole month. And to learn more about how you can live authentically and change your life and how to bring more meaningful relationships into your life, then head over to Instagram or send me a WhatsApp message. I'm going to leave my Instagram account and my phone number in the episode's description. So check that out.